So in this episode, I'm with Dominic Lowry. He's head of communications and development at Hobridge School. Let's jump into it right now. Welcome back to I'd Rather Be at the Beach, brought to you by me. I'm Simon, and I run the Bonjour Agency. If you work in an independent school, then this is the podcast for you, where we don't talk about work, but we do talk to people in the independent school sector. It's fun, it's fascinating, it's fabulous. So let's jump into it. Dominic, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Simon. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm good. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you, especially here on a Tuesday morning. What does Tuesday morning normally look like for you at Hobridge School? Oh, uh, coffee first from our nice machine. And then um, I always have a couple of regular meetings um, first thing. Uh, and then uh, it's whatever the day throws at me after that. Don't, every day is different. Um, no day goes the way I think it's going to go. It's, uh, it's always like that for some reason. It's fun, though. Yeah, it, it seems to be a fairly common thing that, that no day seems to be the same as any other day in, in a lot of schools. Talk to me about coffee. You mentioned about that coffee machine. What sort of coffee do you normally like? Oh, well, we as a staff, one of the leaving parents, I think two years ago, bought us a very nice coffee machine to go in the staff room. So it's a bean to cup. My regular is a nice latte. And it's made a bit of a difference from the normal red Ness Cafe box that's usually in the staff room. But yeah, no, very, very nice coffee. I drink far too much, I think. Well, I mean, you know, good coffee is a, is a way to bring people together. And clearly, it's important to have staff working well together, especially in any kind of marketing team. In fact, well, just for the sake of people listening to this, tell us what the marketing team looks like at Hobridge School. So we have uh, a head of a, a marketing, head of admissions and uh, an admissions manager, myself, head of communications and a marketing assistant who we've just, you know, taken through her apprenticeship. Um, and then she's joined us as a full time. She's great. She does all those jobs that suddenly come up that somebody needs a something designed, an advert somewhere. And uh, she jumps on those very quickly. She's really good. So she's great. And she's young which means she's very tech savvy, which is great. Um, but uh, the team is growing with uh, how the school's expanding, you know, over the next couple mm -hmm. of years. Um, we're expanding to GCSE. And so we're, we're currently looking for a couple of extra people for the marketing team. Uh, actually, our head of, of marketing is, is just about to leave. So we're looking for a new head of marketing, if anybody's interested who's listening to this. Just visit our website. But yeah, so it's, it's quite a close-knit team and we've been together for, for, for a little while. We all have our, our set roles, but at the same time, we're very much a team and we everything gets discussed, whether it's you know part of your job or whether it's you know part of somebody else's job. We talk as a team and just make sure that every bit of experience that any prospective parent is getting is the, the best that we can give them. Mm, mm. Okay. And you mentioned that the school's going through to GCSE. So that's moving from being a prep school to being, uh, I don't know if you're calling it a prep and senior school, whether, whether it's split like that at all. But but tell me about Hobridge School without selling it to me like I'm a prospective parent, because <laughs> we're not here to talk about work as such, but just so that people can get an understanding of, of where it is that you work and what kind of school it is. Uh, that's going to be hard. I have to try and stay out of my normal my normal speak when I'm talking to people about <laughs> Hobridge. Uh, it's 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 a it's a great place to work um and i think i've always described it so any visitor that comes to school it's it's a hidden gem um and i mean that in the sort of the nicest way in the fact that we're only 
five minutes from the centre of Woking. You would imagine, therefore, that we would be a you know a town centre school, um, but we're not. We're surrounded by twenty two acres of fields, sports pitches, woodlands, and so it really is a hidden gem. We have this beauty. It's a very old uh, building, part of the, the 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 main part of the the school, the mansion. Um, it was built in sixteen sixteen eighty two. If I'm being mm-hmm. exact, I should know. Um, so it's a very traditional uh, historic building, um, and it has this beautiful wall all the way around that surrounds us from from the road. Um, and people drive past the entrance and they see our pre-prep as they drive past the entrance, which is a modern building, and they think that's all there is within within the grounds. But it's not, and we've got this this beautiful space. Um, and I think you know it's a mixture of modern historic, but the most important thing for us or for me is that we've got space for the kids to run around in and i think that's that's mm. the best bit about it how long have you been at the school for uh, this is year 29 now for me and although 29 uh, dumb 29 wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it was never <laughs> my intention to stay here and actually you know it my intention was this was actually 29 years ago was just a stopgap you know moving closer to home Sometimes you just get drawn in by it. And, you know, before you know it, you've been here five years and then you've been here 10 years and you're having a great time. And then you've been here 15 and 20. And next thing you know, you still feel like one of the new staff, but everybody's looking to you to tell them what happened in 1997. You know, when Mm. did this building get developed in 1998? Um, And suddenly you realise you're the only one. (laughs) that knows any of those answers. And that's that's a bit scary. So, if, you know, I have a, a hotline to the original head who I started with, um, and I often phone him or email him and say, can you remember when did this happen or when? what was the reason for the, the, the logo or the, our crest looking like this? And every time I ask him, he says, look, listen, write it down because I'm not going to be mm-hmm. here much longer. So you will be the only one left who knows these things. So, yeah, it's a bit scary. But mm, yeah, it's mm. it's a great place. It's a great place. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you were doing before you worked at Hobridge, but but I imagine you were probably at school yourself. <laughs> no, I'm a bit older than that. I mean, I had a, I had did have a couple of jobs, uh, uh, teaching jobs before I started here. Uh, my first role, I, I worked at a prep school in Horsham, and that was a bit bizarre. I remember going for my interview there, and uh, th- it was a lovely old old school, um, beautiful fields beautiful sports grounds, huge lake, you know, to one side of the sports pitches. And I remember going for my interview and my, the, the head drove me, he said, jump in the car, drove me down to the sports field. Um, I was slightly nervous about what was about to happen. And uh, we got out of the car. Mm-hmm. He's, he said, give me a hand with the boat. So we pushed the boat into the uh, water, little rowing boat. He said, right, you jump in. And we spent half an hour rowing around the, the lake, Having my interview. That hang on, that that was your interview in a boat on the lake. That was my interview. The boat in a boat on the lake in the middle of this enormous lake. Um, and uh, yeah, that was my interview, and that was the most bizarre interview I think I've ever experienced in my life. But that's a pretty good indicator at the start of the interview, isn't it? I mean, if 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 he's prepared to take you out onto the lake, then you're going to be locked in together on that boat, which is going to give you a good buying signal that he at least likes the idea of you working in the school. There's nowhere to hide. That was, uh, you know, that was quite a, it was quite an interesting way of doing it. But he was a slightly quirky man. And I think that sort of matched his interview style. Um, But yeah, no, it was a great, it was a great place. 
to work there um, as my first role. I then moved to uh, a prep school in in Newbury, not far from Newbury. Uh, my wife and I had already bought our first house uh, um, near a little village near Gatwick, and uh, so it was, I'd you know, quite a long way from home. Uh, it was a boarding mm. school, so I stayed. I, I stayed during the week and came home at the weekends. Would that be Horace Hill? I'm just trying to think about prep schools around there that are boarding. No, it was Brockhurst. Oh, it's now Brockhurst and Marsden House. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And so I I worked there for for a little while. Um, that was a very different environment, but the idea for me was to then move closer to home, uh, back towards Gatwick, and uh, a job at Hobridge came up. It was uh, for PE and French. So my I, I qualified as a as a PE teacher way back in the nineties, early nineties. <laughs> Seems a long time ago now, um, and so I took that job, and uh, I, I came for the interview at Highbridge, and I did. I said to the the head at the inter- at the interview, he, I said, "Look, I'm minor concern. I'm great with the the PE and the sport. Uh, my only con- slight concern is the French. Um, I'm not particularly good at French." And uh, he said, "Oh, don't worry. I've changed my mind on that. It's it's religious studies. Would you be happy teaching that?" <laughs> So I said, well, yes, of course, of course I would, you know, if, if it means getting the job, I'm sure I can turn my hand to, to, to that. Um, and that was how I started here. And uh, I don't teach religious studies anymore. And I'm only very part time on the sports field. <laughs> wow, gosh, that's a bit of a change going on there. Tell me a little bit about about your family. I mean, because I know that you've got children. Do you, do you find that it's helpful working in a school and having your own children? Oh, yeah. My wife and I met at university. We were both training to be teachers, um, both trained to be PE teachers. And so having two parents who are both teachers working in the, in the education uh, industry, it does mean that holidays, uh, school holidays, are very much, for us, family holidays, which, you know, is great. And there's, there's no, you know, no having to decide which four or five weeks of the year I'm, you know, you're going to select for your holidays from work and although I mean my wife currently is running a a, is the head of a a nursery uh, which takes you know quite a bit of her time up Um, and so there are big chunks of the school holidays where we're both working at home Um, but you know to be able to spend time with the kids every holiday is is great and uh, yeah I kind of wouldn't want it any other way but you know if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking about what career to choose, become a teacher. It become it uh, gives you quite a bit of flexibility. <laughs> uh, Dom, tell me something that you do when you're not in school, when you're not ferrying children off to netball or football matches. Blimey, though, well, that seems to, that seems to be it. Ferrying the ferrying the family around seems to be the, the the sort of what I do these days. I'm just a taxi driver at home. Um, <laughs> I'd you know go and watch my son play football for his local team. Um, mm-hmm. Go and watch my son play hockey for his school. Um, I still so I still teach sport three or four afternoons a week here. Uh, when my son started playing for his local football team, I I kept my job very quiet because I knew what would happen as soon as anybody found out that um, I was able to referee matches that I'd end up doing mm. that, and that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> Yeah, the little message from the coach saying, oh, my referee has just dropped out. Is there anybody who thinks they might be able to do it this week? And I went, oh, okay. Yeah. 
I'll do it this week and then, well, the rest is history. (laughs) Um, So I spend a lot of time doing that, but I love watching them both play sport. How old are they both? So my son's 13. I can't believe it. It's ridiculous how quickly they grow up. My daughter's 11. So we're just going through the 11 plus process with my daughter, which is finally just concluded. So that's a bit of a relief. So just waiting for here for um, results from her assessments. I think we have a, a caravan, a static caravan down on the south coast, not far from Eastbourne, um, mm-hmm. which was my wife's grandfather's. Mm-hmm. Um, so that her family have had this static caravan, not the same actual caravan, but the, the spot, the pitch for about 65 years now. So it's been a real family place for her to spend, you know, spend her childhood at this uh, caravan it's mm. about 100 feet from the beach. Wow. And so we spend virtually every holiday down at the caravan. Um, wow. And it's absolutely amazing. And we're very much in the in the mindset that if it's pouring with rain outside, well, that means it's time for Monopoly or Ludo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if it's not pouring with rain, we're actually, you know, out walking the dog in the, in the colder months mm-hmm. um, on the beach. Or we're actually, you know, you're in the water kayaking paddleboarding um and so yeah so it's a a great place so when when you know in holidays we spend a lot of time there and we both my wife and i both went to university in eastbourne so it's actually it's quite a special place for us and so yeah so you know it's it's a very safe place for us it's we don't tend to go abroad so you know it's an hour's drive from home uh, so it's very easy to whiz down there pack a bag whiz down stay a couple of nights, come back, um, or go down for three weeks on the trot. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's a great place. And that's uh, that's kind of family life, really. It's spending time down, in, down on the coast. Mm. There's a lot to be said, isn't there, for being able to arrive on holiday and just get straight into it, you know, minimal travel time. And once oh, yeah. you arrive, because you know where everything is, yeah. then you're you're straight into that, you know, pure holiday time. One of the downsides, of course, about traveling anywhere is is you've got to go through airport security, passport control, yeah. and then flights and then taxis, <laughs> and then arriving somewhere and you don't know where the nearest shop is and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, it, and it's 11 o'clock at night when you've arrived and stuff like that. Dom, tell me someone else who works in the independent school sector who should be on this podcast, who I should be asking to come onto the podcast. <laughs> I think probably our last head of marketing and emissions who left us back in the summer, Kate Adams, uh, she is a very, very interesting person to talk to in the fact that she has done so much in the industry. She left us to move back to the Far East with her family and she got a role working uh, in Thailand to basically create and build a new uh, school there. Wow, uh, which, Mm -hmm. Which sounds very exciting. That was her past, so that's what she used to do years and years ago and then she came back to England and worked here for for several years mm-hmm. um, and just decided that maybe it's you know time to go back to to the international school market and um, so yes yeah, she's got herself a, a, a very nice job and um, she's a very interesting person to talk to okay well I I, I think we're gonna have to ask Kate to come onto the podcast in that case and uh, hopefully she'll say yes I'm sure she, I'm sure she would <laughs> Dom I'm keeping an eye on time it's been great talking to you but if anybody wants to connect with you are you are you on LinkedIn or best if they do that by email no I'm on LinkedIn so you just search Dominic Larry and uh, there I'll be <laughs>
Okay, perfect. We'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode. But Dominic Lowry, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for being here on I'd Rather Be at the Beach. Thanks very much. See you soon. So you've just reached the end of this episode. If you would like to have a podcast in your school for your own school marketing, then zip on over to www.thebonjouragency.com. We get your school podcast up and running and we keep it going for consistent episodes coming out regularly. But if you don't want a podcast, then you're still welcome here at I'd Rather Be at the Beach because we're just like a big family here. Anyway, the next episode's coming out soon, so click that option to follow or subscribe. It just means that you won't miss it. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.